Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Anissa from the podcast Outrospection. Outrospection is a self-development podcast where Anissa offers various perspectives through solo shows, interviews, and inspiring stories in order for us to grow, improve ourselves, and to take action. Anissa will share her money story with us of how she changed her money script from a scarcity mindset to an abundant mindset. And she will also provide useful tips on how you can change your own money script as well. This episode is for you. If even the word money stresses you out, if you feel uncomfortable about the topic, and if you are ready to make a change for yourself. So without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan. I'm here with Anissa. This is actually for the listeners. It is a, in, an in-person interview. So glad to have you here. Uh, we've met uh, through a community of French-speaking podcasters here in Luxembourg, and you are as well in Luxembourg. Uh, Anissa, you are um, actually the host of uh, the podcast Outrospection. It's uh, actually most of the episodes are in French, but you also have a few episodes in English. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, Outrospection? Yes, sure. So first of all, thank you very much for having me in your podcast, because as you said, I do have a podcast myself, but this is actually the first time that I'm a guest. And yes, I started this podcast because I wanted to talk about self-development, but my podcast is not only about, you know, content or exercise or things you can do to mm -hmm. develop yourself, but it's also self-development through the perspectives of different people I interview myself or uh, different stories related to work, related to relationships and even Me mental, money. Mental blocks as well. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. No, it's very interesting and I really appreciate your episodes. We can talk a bit more about it uh, at the end. Mm -hmm. And the reason I invited you is related to the podcast. It's about um, money mindsets, actually, because I've mentioned it several times on the podcast. It's that I may tell you everything about investing in the stock markets, Real estate investing, we have had a few great guests on the show. Nevertheless, if your mindset is not right in the first place, all this information is basically useless because you may have yeah, wrong expectation. You may think that um, if you still believe, for example, that the stock markets are dangerous, you may be right or wrong. But if you have this mindset, you will never make the steps to invest in the stock markets. Or if you think, yeah, my dad uh, lost... Um, a lot of money by investing in real estate, yeah, then you will have a mental block towards real estate. So even if I have a, the best guest in the world, it will not be useful. And there's a lot of other things. Uh, for example, if you grew up in an environment where money was taboo, it will always be a difficulty to deal or talk about money in a healthy way. And uh, yeah, so that's why um, I think we, we wanted to share at least Anissa's uh, point of view on that. And... Um, <laughs> To see, uh, yeah, where we, uh, how we can improve our money mindset or unlock or how you call it. So anyway, so let's start. So uh, Anissa, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background. Your, um, uh, how was your first belief on money when you grew up? Mm -hmm. 
So I grew up having, I think, a very healthy relationship with money. I was raised in a very uh, modest family, like middle class. You were um, not um, raised in Luxembourg and you were French. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm from France, actually. I grew up in France, like mm. a big part of my life. And then I moved to different countries. But I have to admit that, you know, my parents, they were working and they earned salaries, obviously, but that was never a lot, you know, and I knew that from the start, but I never really felt from their, um, you know, explanations that mm -hmm. this was a problem, you know, they were working hard and I could see that, but I, I didn't feel like money was creating um, pain, you know, for them. So I mm -hmm. feel like in my case, I was not seeing money as, uh, you know, something that creates a lot of struggle. Okay. I could see that it could help <laughs> us in some yeah. ways and sometimes restrict us because maybe we didn't have enough, but it was pretty much something healthy in mm -hmm. my in my opinion. And would you say, uh, you don't have to answer, but would you say you, you were middle class or like uh, your parents were high earners? No, Just to no. put, put um, some context. No, no, clearly middle class. Middle um, class, yeah. Yeah, my, my dad started like at the very, very bottom, you know, mm. of uh, the different stages you, mm -hmm. you can expect, you know, when you start a job. Um, he came to France when he was 15 and didn't really study that much. Mm -hmm. Like he had to learn French. So when he got his first job, he took the first thing someone could offer him. Okay. And after years and years, this is how he actually uh, went to a, a higher position and earned more money. But uh, initially it was someone very technical and not someone that was doing a corporate job. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. So... Okay, middle class, but you yeah. have good, I mean, I would say healthy attitude to money at home at least. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because, you know, he mm -hmm. had this sense of um, gratitude mm -hmm. because he was able to get a job in a country that was not his. Mm -hmm. So I guess even if his pay was not very high, yeah. he was still very happy for the job. So this mm -hmm. is why I could see that money was not something bad. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. <laughs> and what about, uh, for example, your friends at school or your, in general in your social life when you grew up like in the teenage year as well? Was money a big deal, a big issue? Um, it wasn't a big issue, but I am like, I'm almost 30. So I can say that I'm from the 90s. And, you know, mm -hmm. uh, during that time, money was still something I mean we would not talk so much about money but you could tell who in the class had parents that could afford certain things because mm -hmm. at the end of the day and I think it's still the case but you would see people wearing certain brands and you would be like oh I also want you know that brand so I would ask my parents something like yeah. that and I remember that they they could not offer these type of things all the time, mm -hmm. but they were trying at least, you know, once mm. a year or twice a year uh, before school would start. But I could see that at school, some people, I mean, some kids were not really thinking about it, but you could tell, you know, from the way they were dressing mm -hmm. that the parents have more mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what about your early career uh, years? Have you seen any general trends in terms of discussions about money or uh, how can I say that has uh, had an impact on you or that you see hmm, they have negative, they have positive or uh, something? I think what I always knew was that m behind money always 
I could tell that they could, I mean, you, you could, there will be hard work. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, that was my mentality growing up. Yeah. And because I also had friends who didn't have to work to get pocket money, you know, they would have parents throwing them, you know, uh, 50 to 100 euros per week mm -hmm. so they could pay for their personal stuff. I think in my case, I was like, oh, no, for me, this is not what money means. You know, money means working hard for it. So I think I grew up with this idea that to get that money, I would have to work, mm -hmm. which is what. Which, which wasn't the case for certain people I knew, you know, they would just have parents. And me, I knew from a very, very early age that I would have to work. Mm -hmm. So I started very young, you know, I was 14 and I started to do some cleaning at a woman's house. And I was also ironing, you know, everything she had, even her husband, um, you know, boxers. That was, you know, the type of thing that I would do to get money. And they would give me like, 14, I think 14 euros for two hours, something like that. And I was very happy mm. because I was thinking, okay, I'm starting to become more independent because mm. like, I don't, I know I cannot really count on my parents to give me money, but I'm happy because I can create something and get mm -hmm. money out of it. So I was happy about that. And I grew up with that, you know, uh, I think um, idea that this is how I would, I, I would need to do that in mm -hmm. my life to get money, to work hard, and then this is the money I get from my hard work. So that was my mentality. Yeah, okay. And has it ever changed? Or uh, did you ever have a period where you, you thought, okay, no, I want to spend it all? Or um, no, money's bad? Or uh, I don't know, has there been changes in your in that mentality? I think because I was working hard, mm -hmm. I was very protective of that money. You okay. know, I was thinking money is rare, money is hard to get. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful how you spend your money. So mm -hmm. I've never been someone that was wasting money or spending money in unnecessary thing, but I I wanted, you know, like I wanted to be able to buy the things I liked. Mm -hmm. I sometimes, you know, you get along with people and have maybe they earn more money than you. And you're like, oh, yeah, I also want to have that type of lifestyle. I want to go to restaurant and, yeah. and spend money in this and that. And I could not really catch up, you know, with them because mm -hmm. I was not able to produce that much to get that much and be able to spend yeah. that much. Mm -hmm. So it was it was difficult during that time because i was i was earning a bit more you know when you start having contracts mm -hmm. and even you do small jobs and you have a bit of money but i think i've always been very protective because i was realizing you know you cannot really go back to your parents and ask for more it's just you so if you if you get that money you have to be careful and be very wise in the way you're using it mm -hmm. so i was a bit scared of losing money and i think i grew up um, you know, with this idea that, okay, I need, I don't want to, you know, become homeless or uh, I, I just want to make sure that mm -hmm. everything I earn, I, I can save it. So I was a bit scared, okay. I think. Okay. And then today you're not scared anymore, I think. No, I am. I have a very, very different relationship with money now. Aha. <laughs> so what was what made you change or uh, how did you come from a place of uh, I want not hoard but I want to have money I want to I mean as you said I want to keep it I want to make sure I don't lose uh, the money to have a job I mean to 
to still be able to, to pay and to have that security to uh, now, today, you say, I have changed a lot. Yeah. I'm not so scared anymore. So what happened? Yeah. So I didn't change in the way that I'm not, you know, spending without thinking about how I spend my money. Mm -hmm. But I think I've became, I just became more, um, you know, conscious of what money means, what's the system behind money. And I... I somehow educated myself so I could better understand how the money could work for me. And it happened actually because I was at a stage in my life where I was not feeling happy. And I don't think this was necessarily related to money, but I think it was a mixture of different things. You know, I was working uh, for many years. Mm -hmm. So in my, um, in my field and I was enjoying the job itself. I liked it, but I was you know, somehow still feeling very empty. And I was like, why am I doing this? You know, what's the mm -hmm. point of that? Because, okay, I could go out and spend money this weekend and buy myself nice things, mm -hmm. but what does it mean? And I started, you know, a very deep work on myself, like a very, very deep introspection about, okay, what's, you know, like this type of crisis when you ask yourself, okay, what's my goal in life, you know, exactly, mm -hmm. you know, and because I was working on myself, I started reading books I never had access to in the past because, you know, you do something very stupid when you, when you are asking yourself questions, you just Google things mm -hmm. and then you end up finding one book that talks about this and that. And I think this whole uh, phases of my life when I was searching for answers mm -hmm. led me to a point where I was able to really um, look at different areas of my life like finance and personal finance and this is when I realized okay now I need to really get myself into that because you know for example I was very very bad at school at math you know I always <laughs> hated math okay. I thought this is not for me I don't get it I don't understand that mm -hmm. and you know I started to read books about entrepreneurs and investors and they were talking about numbers and I was like, oh my God, you know, like this is not for me. And then I was reading more and more and more and, you know, they made it very concrete and very accessible. So I couldn't understand mm -hmm. now how numbers would, would apply, you know, to your life, into your bank accounts. And this is when I realized, okay, um, you know, your bank accounts is, it's, it's like your mini company. You know, you, sh you have to look at how you spend money, what mm -hmm. you do with the money you earn. Because I was thinking in my head, what's, what's going to be the next step? You know, are you going to search for more? Are you going to ask for more? Is it more money that you want? Mm -hmm. And, you know, because that's what everybody wants. So maybe what we think we all want. Oh, I want more money. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, no, actually, I want better money. You know, I it's not more than I need, it's better. Oh, I like and that. <laughs> <laughs> I think this really changed my perspective in my life. And because I was starting to learn new things, I just kept going with that. Mm -hmm. More content, more more books, more video that I was watching on that topic. No, no, very interesting, Anissa, because uh, I think we had a similar discussion with the previous guest, Dimitri, about ch chasing the horizon, because you can always try to look to at making more. Yeah. But okay, what is enough? It's never enough. Exactly, exactly. Because you can make uh, 100,000, 200,000, maybe even go to 1 million. Yeah. But then what? Okay, well, what's the end goal? Yeah. And uh, then 
you just make more, not better money. So I, I like that that you, what you said there, and um, so you mentioned a, a few resources, books, etc. Were there any particular books or uh, resources that you find uh, that you found <laughs> helpful? For example, with the math, just that maybe. Oh God! Um, <laughs> so I didn't go back to like uh, math classes to see <laughs> what I had missed, but yeah. I have to admit that the first uh, book I ever read about that topic was. Um, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is more like a classic, you know, but this was my first introduction to somehow personal finance because the book is, I mean, a lot of people have read it. And, you know, first of all, when I I saw the name of it, mm -hmm. I was not so much interested because I was like, oh, you know, I know this type of books, you know, <laughs> it's it's just so marketing and I, yeah. I, I work in marketing, you know, so I know exactly <laughs> that effect and I was like, okay, I'm not going to get anything out of it. This is so, you know, um, uh, clickbait, you know, yeah. oh, okay, what about that? And uh, I think beside the book itself mm -hmm. i think it, it, it's not like when i'm reading something i'm i never expect the book or what i'm watching to really solve and fix my problem mm -hmm. but i'm always um consuming content thinking okay i'm gonna get or i'm gonna take what is important to me and i'm gonna pick mm -hmm. and choose and i'm not gonna just read something and try to think that i can apply the whole book to my life so mm -hmm. this book I don't know. I think it's just the understand the just the fact that I understand the um, the concept of um, active passive assets uh, made a huge difference to my life. Mm -hmm. And this changed, you know, this little program I had in my head, you know, from my education, from my parents that said go to school, do uh, long studies, work hard, um, buy a house, get mm -hmm. married, and you know, um, um, you know, buy a nice car. And you know, this book is is actually telling you the complete opposite and says that something that your parents would not tell you. So I think in mm. that sense, this is how I I started. Okay reconsidering and questioning my my beliefs no i've read it as well a few years ago i think it's um i always have my reserves as well with the kiyosaki yeah uh, in the marketing way and as mm -hmm. well there's some uh, i have some reserves on his definition of active and passive nevertheless it's a really great book for the mindset mm -hmm. uh, as you mentioned honestly I, rec I can recommend it with some caution <laughs> yeah no sure but it's, and any uh, book yeah. actually anything you read yeah. and even this podcast <laughs> yeah listen or view with caution as well yeah we are not financial advisor or anything obviously yeah, yeah. but we are doing our best as well to, to <laughs> give great value and share stories of course mm -hmm. but um yeah, so to then we are there and then you this is how you started then to change your mentality, your um, your view on money, your approach. Yeah. So how has this been translated? Are you now uh, investing in the stock market? Are you saving more money? What what are you just concretely in in your everyday life what what are the changes? A few things. Mm -hmm. I started looking at my expenses, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, I had to look at myself you know, um, straight and and be clear about how I spend my money because mm -hmm. I think this is, you know, if you consider that you're not earning enough, mm -hmm. um, 
obviously maybe you can change that maybe you can change up maybe you can ask for a raise i mean um there are many ways mm -hmm. but you also have to look at how you spend your money in you know the money you get mm -hmm. and i was looking at my expenses and I, i i started realizing that maybe sometimes you you spend money because you have it and because also you don't really know what to do with that money and you don't really know that that mm -hmm. money can be used in different ways so mm -hmm. i think i reduce unnecessary expenses i still do a lot of things that makes me happy you know like i'm i'm not saying that i have reduced or um completely removed everything mm. in my life but unnecessary things for sure and i look at my bank accounts and i was really tracking things so maybe this is not funny for some people to do but me it helped me i've never as i said before never spent money in in crazy stuff or never been you know in my bank accounts at zero because i was so stressed i told you i was very protective of money yeah. and i didn't mm. want to be in that red you know uh, mm. area but i have to admit that you know looking and tracking made me realize oh my god how much do i spend in that you know you go out you have drinks you you go to a restaurant you buy yourself clothes and stuff and then you realize that this is some money that mm. you're actually spending and i was just questioning myself okay what's my comfort zone what do i need to be happy so i started realizing that i was able to save some money mm -hmm. so i've been very you know um cautious about that having uh, um excel you know file where i was tracking <laughs> everything for i think probably two years mm. and after that i i didn't need it anymore you know I, it was just like a habit so uh, mm. i knew how much i could save and so on and i think the second big thing i did was to take actions because i realized okay i am in my late 20s I probably have the ability now to invest, you know, some mm. money that I'm saving and I want to keep my bank accounts very clear so I can maybe, you know, loan money and maybe invest mm. in properties and, you know, earn that money uh through my uh rents, you mm -hmm. know. Um and I think this is the first thing I started to do is to train myself because Again, you know, I'm still very scared about money, you know, scared of investing, you know, like even 10 grand. I was like, oh my God, you know, like 10,000 euros. Can you imagine, you know, what it mm -hmm. means in terms of work, in terms of, you know, time? Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking that, okay, now that I had unlocked certain things in my mind, mm -hmm. I was able maybe to accept that I needed to educate myself and to just uh, follow courses, take on classes on real estate investment, understand, you know, what's behind that, what, what is behind mm -hmm. that business until I reached a point where I was able to say, okay, enough enough you know um learning now i need practicing <laughs> and exactly. i think that was like the third step you know mm. like it's okay now i know how money works how I, to keep my uh, bank account clear yeah. and i've trained myself and now i need to practice mm -hmm. okay now very good and then one question that, uh, that i'm thinking about is that okay we both live in luxembourg for those who don't know it's a uh, tiny country but <laughs> yeah. it's a financial center in uh, in Europe uh, which means that uh, there are many people with good uh, salaries good living uh, good comfort good uh, lifestyles that can afford all of those things we we also like like the restaurants the clothing the whatever and I'm, I'm, I was wondering do you I mean okay there's uh, people 
middle class, high class, everything. But in general, Luxembourg has this image of yeah, people can afford what they want and they drive a nice SUVs, yeah. uh, which uh, I don't. But okay, <laughs> the, um, I was wondering, Anissa, then, uh, do you have any particular observation on uh, on the money mindset in Luxembourg, maybe? Uh, <laughs> any thoughts? Just uh... <laughs> That's a tricky one. I have to admit that, um, you know, before going to, uh, before coming to Luxembourg, I was living in Australia before. And, you know, uh, Australia is obviously very different from Europe, very different from Luxembourg. But that was one thing that I liked there. And it was not related to money, even though people were were mm. still spending a lot of money on leisures and restaurants and, and drinks and stuff. But it was leave the moment and invest in your mental health and in your uh, in yourself. And that was very, very present, you know, in mm. Australia. So when I arrived in Luxembourg and I see that people here could afford so many different things and were spending that money in materialistic things, this is where I felt like, okay, maybe I don't fit here and so much, mm -hmm. you know, because I couldn't really tell, but I was thinking, what's going on here? You know, why do people feel that need of showing up, you know, their mm -hmm. success, showing that, uh, you know, they have a good job and they can afford these and that. And I think even though this country is great and, you know, it, it's at the center of Europe, so they are very, very connected with many different countries and that's something i think we can give credit uh luxembourg to you know like that there they still have somehow and some people this mentality that you have to prove yourself to mm -hmm. others and i think money is actually a good tool for them to to prove themselves to others and to to get that external uh, approval from people because mm -hmm. you know some they they probably grew up and they probably know like a big part of people who are working there and they just want to make sure they are not losing it. You know, they are on top of their game and they were able to make something good. And in my opinion, I understand, you know, that mm. this bubble can create such behaviors, but I also want to believe that it's also possible to break you know, that mold and to break that beliefs that because you're you're born in Luxembourg and because all your friends can afford this flashy car and have this great job that you can also decide to become someone else. You can mm -hmm. also be, decide to become entrepreneur, which is not something that is uh, very easy to do in Luxembourg. You know, when you have that stability and you know that you can also work for the government, people don't really choose that path. You know, all mm -hmm. the risky ones are not that popular here. But I believe this is possible. Mm -hmm. No, I was asking because uh, before uh, I moved to Luxembourg, I lived in Norway. So in Oslo, it's a bit a similar attitude because okay. it's a good living, it's good condition, a bit like in Luxembourg. And then people also have this not mentality, yeah, m mentality about, look, I'm doing well for myself. I'm climbing the corporate ladder or uh, I'm mm -hmm. having a great company. So I can afford a Tesla. I mean, I've never seen so many Tesla as in Oslo. Okay. So, yeah, so Tesla for me, it's, uh, you know, I've seen so many of them. Anyway, the, but people, you know, they have this standard. I have a second house in the woods. I have in the mm -hmm. mountains. 
I have a Tesla. I can even maybe afford a boat, and it becomes a competition. So that's okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I can see some of that here too. So that's why I, 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 to, I have to, to admit yeah. this is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to to the my friends or mm. people I know here. Sometimes they also complain about that, mm. but a part of the exactly. of the thing. Exactly. Exactly. And then one other thing. Um, before we close, is that I wanted to ask you about uh, maybe people, I don't know if you're, your listeners, uh, they have some limiting beliefs about money. Obviously, you grew up in a, an environment which was in a way healthy because money was seen as a way to, uh, I mean, your, your parents were grateful and money was not a big deal at home. But I know that, you know, for some people uh, in Europe, in, uh, in everywhere in the world, but sometimes money is a big deal, you know, like, Oh, money is bad. Oh, money is the root of all evil. Oh, no, we shouldn't talk money at home. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any observations or comments about that? And how to go from that uh, negative image of money to a more positive image? I can try. <laughs> At least what I can say is um, I was lucky because, as I said, my dad was very grateful for, yeah. you know, um, being in France and being able to work and have a better life than what he could have had in, in his home country. But at the same time, I have to say that I'm, I still somehow uh, have conversations with people in France who are struggling and who uh, get jobs where they are like a very, um, uh, you know, low stages, very um, not well paid. And they complain. And you saw that like many months ago with all that protest and strikes in France, you know, like... Uh, the yellow vest. Yes, yeah. that, that was really, 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 um, you know, serious and important. And, you know, the problem is, obviously, since things have gone to a very violent and extreme side... You know, the message gets lost in translation and that's a shame. But at the end of the day, what I want to say to people who think that, okay, money is a bad thing. If you see someone driving a Porsche, you should just ruin the car. And, you know, is, mm. you know, at some point we have to understand that we are our own rescue. You know, the governments are not going to save us. You know, they don't have that magic power. I'm not saying that I don't have faith in, you know, governments, but I'm probably more um, someone that wants to create their own reality. Mm -hmm. And this is why I think if only people could know that, you know, um, information is accessible, they can educate themselves about money, about uh, many different things, how to run a business. And nowadays this is accessible, you know, mm -hmm. this is possible. Um, maybe they would not even, you know, worry going out to ask for something to people that would not give them what they want. Mm -hmm. I just prefer to focus on the things I have control on. And because, you know, all the retirements, all that, all of that, you know, all that money that we are hoping to get at some point in our lives is not guaranteed. And we have to understand that, okay, if what you promised me is not guaranteed, then I have to secure myself something. Mm, yeah. So I believe that we can all do it no matter where we're from, uh, no matter our circumstances. Um, it's always possible to rewrite the story. And mm. it's, it has to start here. <laughs> you know, like really in your head, yeah. if you think you deserve better, if you think you can have better, 
you can go for it and don't wait that from you know don't expect the government or parents mm -hmm. or uh, your employer you know to fix your situation if you're not happy with it just start uh, by asking yourself questions and um, and yeah google them and and make your research but you know accountability take your life and and then you will take actions yeah, no, absolutely great message, Anissa. No, I think that will uh, conclude it. Uh, thank you for um, sharing your story and uh, giving your tips. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, <laughs> as you know, we always have our three quick fire questions at the end of the show. So are you ready? Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. So we talked a little bit about it, um, but what is the best investment you've made so far? Huh. I could tell you, okay, the best is maybe um, buying properties, which mm -hmm. I have done, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I still believe that the best part um, is still investing in myself, you know, mm -hmm. like spending time to understand how it works. And I still have so much work to do. So I'm not saying, okay, that was the best investment of myself and mm -hmm. in myself and that, that's it. But I think this is the best thing you can invest on because everything you have or you learn it's not something we can we can take you so i believe that okay no very good and then uh, we talked about rich dad poor dad but is is that the book you would recommend to anyone to read or do you have another suggestion um i mean this one maybe to start with why not because it can help but again as we said like being very cautious <laughs> yeah. in everything you read or see anywhere. Um, I've read since like uh, different books about uh, personal finance uh, or, um, you know, like the millionaire uh, highway, stuff like that, that I liked. I, I know that sometimes I also connect with very um, controversial content, you know, um, with um, content creators that have this, you know, vibe that you either like or hate but mm -hmm. i i somehow find you know the balance so mm -hmm. um that was the case for i mean this book i had in mind but i think one that i started with that i liked not so much connected with uh finance but it was the miracle morning um helped me at some point in my life you know get you know to the right path because mm -hmm. i was starting or searching for answers and it helped me Okay, very good. Thank you. And then the last one, um, what is a, a purchase under for under 100 euros that you would recommend to anyone? Something that helps you? I don't know. Maybe not a good one. I mean, I don't know if it's something <laughs> I would recommend. It's just very uh, related to my activity. But I have this podcast, which is for now uh, a side uh, project. Mm -hmm. But um, I have to admit that I invested for good microphones for example mm -hmm. because we know that audio is very important when it comes to just listening to an audio podcast you know not even watching it so i don't know if i recommend it but i mean i was happy because i started with a very very basic audio gear i did not invest at first i wanted to see if i liked it yeah. and because i I reached that point where I was enjoying myself so much, then I just decided to enjoy, indulge myself in buying more, um, you know, experienced microphones and more expensive ones. Okay, very good, very good. So, Anissa, we talked about your podcast. So, where pe can people find you? It's Outrospection? Yeah, 
<laughs> so um like you they can find me on spotify on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. so mm -hmm. the name is outrospection a little bit like introspection but outrospection <laughs> and i have a website called outrospection.lu lu stands for luxembourg and as you said at first my content is mainly in french because my audience is mainly french speakers but i do episodes from time to time in english and i do have some episodes in english already um it's just that i i need more support i think <laughs> if i get people you know to support me and say do more english content then i'll do it okay very good very good excellent okay well that's uh that's it for today thank you so much for joining it was a pleasure to have you on thank you so much for inviting me and i hope my uh, very modest uh, feedback <laughs> can help anyone <laughs> okay absolutely I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. I certainly appreciated uh, Anissa's humility when she mentioned that uh, money is still a topic that scares her in a way, even though she managed to go from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. Yeah, I really appreciate this honesty and it's something that, um, that shines through in her uh, podcast as well. Yeah, because this mindset shift, it does not happen overnight. It's a whole process in the end. Anyway, before we head off, let's go through the key takeaways for today. Number one, money scripts is something that is formed during childhood. For Anissa, for example, it was money equals hard work. I'm afraid of losing it. And on that note, if you want to know more about money scripts and how they, where they come from, uh, I recommend you listen to our episode with Derek. Uh, it's episode 46. It's uh, brilliant. It's, uh, he's a financial therapist and we go through the concept uh, more in details. Number two, by going through the deep work on yourself, introspection, asking yourself questions, you will become more conscious about what money means to you and it will help you to make better money and not necessarily more money. Number three, here are a few actionable tips. So number one, track your expenses, even if it's not a funny activity for you and be more intentional about how you want to spend your money. This will help you, for example, to reduce unnecessary expenses. Over the long haul, your spending pattern will become a habit. Number two, get educated. Read, listen to podcasts, train yourself through courses. Number three, take action. In the end, at some point, you need to leave the courses, the books, and go out there and practice what you learned. Next, on living in a bubble, in like Luxembourg, where people make good money and good salaries, in those areas, money can be a good tool to prove yourself to others for external validation, but do not fall into that trap. It leads to nowhere. And last but not least, I will end up with Anissa's message on money for all of us. Start by asking yourself questions, do your research, take action and create your own reality. As an example, your retirement money is not guaranteed, so create your own reality by focusing on what you can control creating a passive income stream through investing in real estate, for example. So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening. And I'll speak to you next time. <laughs>